Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. All right, welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. I am sitting here with a really wonderful talent. He is the owner and creator of Bad Juju Mask Company. He's also a really wonderful and talented performer. This is Julian McCleary. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> yes, sing, <laughs> sing it to me, please. I love that. Okay, you, you need to do it like my little intro jingle music now. <laughs> Okay, um, I'll have my people talk to your people. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, we'll do that after this. <laughs> what are you doing? Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. I am also very excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is going to be great. Well, okay, so obviously we're going to spend uh, quite a bit of time talking about your company, uh, Bad Juju. Uh, but before we get there, let's just uh, give everyone a little bit of a backstory on you. I know you're a, Ooh, a, a very uh, established singer and performer, so is your husband. Can you just kind of give me a little bit more of a backstory on you guys? Absolutely. So um, I've, been, being, I've been a singer, performer since I was a little kid. It's all I've ever wanted to do. I had no other, no other career in mind. Yeah, there was no other option for anything else. There was no other option. (laughs) I was like, I will be on the stage and that is it. And I I was, you know, blessed enough to go to a performing arts high school in Arizona that really kind of inspired me even more to take this as a serious, you know, profession. And then I went to AMDA, American Musical Dramatic Academy in Los Angeles. It's very AMDA, by the way, in case people don't know, (laughs) which they should know. (laughs) (laughs) Which, if you don't know. um, um, If you don't know, there's a reason. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the glee of colleges. Um, But (laughs) yes, I love it. I love it. I love that description. (laughs) Uh, So I went to AMDA. But you're from Arizona. You grew up in Arizona. I'm I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. Okay. Moved to Arizona because my mom got a great job offer. Moved out there. Found a performing arts school. Lived there for four years for high school and moved right back to LA to go to AMDA. Right on. And um, when I started AMDA is I met my husband and we were just friends, but I was obviously so in love with him. I was like, he's so Aww. cute. I was like, who at orientation, I literally sat next to him. And I was like, who the F is this cute boy? <laughs> and I was like a little 18 that. year old. I was a little 18 year old BB just graduated high school. And he was like a 23 year old adult. Like, hi, I'm a manager at Starbucks. I have a, you know, I went to college. I have a degree in French. Like I went to school for veterinary medicine. Like he's like yeah. had his life organized. He had and, his like, life together. And you were just like. He had his life, <laughs> he had his life together. And I was like a little baby just like breaking Aww. out of my shell. So oh my <laughs> I was like so infatuated with him. So wait, how long did you guys go before you started dating? We, um, well, we were like paired up, like for some reason, we were all in all the same classes except dance classes. He was like advanced dancer, ball change, bot ma, kick your face. And I was like, cannot, I was like, come don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, he was always in the advanced dance classes. I was just in like the normal ones, but we had every class together. 
So we were basically dating for a few months and then it got serious and we decided to move in together and get like a little, a little apartment in LA. Sure. And we had always agreed like music and like performing and being on Broadway or being working on a cruise ship. Those are always our main love. That was our goal before we met each other. Before we were like, before we met each other, that is number one. So we like had always agreed to that. Like no matter what happens in life, well, like no matter what happens in life, those are the things that come first, your passion, your love, everything you're investing. So it was amazing because I got offered a carnival ship at the very end of college as a singer. And we had both auditioned for carnival different days, different situations. She auditioned as a singer dancer. I auditioned just as a singer. So I got offered this amazing contract right before we're about to graduate. And I was like, nice, nice. Oh my God, this is my dream job going to the Caribbean for like 11 months. Sure. And And getting to perform. Getting to perform, getting paid, going to be traveling, just graduating college. Like this is like perfect. The stars were aligned. That's the time to do it. Yeah. And I was like, I was like so, so happy. And, but the sad part was like, he's not going to be with me. And I was like, that's like 11 months. I'm not going to see him. And I'm like, this is crazy. And I was like, this is sad. We were like, just got engaged when we were in college. And it was so in love. And um, <laughs> I can tell, like, I'm like, I'm looking at your face. And even when you're telling the story, <laughs> you're just glowing. I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> Ooh, thank you. Wait, who proposed um, to who? We have to, I, I need oh to know the details. That is a good story in itself. Okay. So I'm ready. Remind, we have to come back to this point, but okay. Don't worry. When we'll, we'll get we there. got engaged, when we got engaged, it was Valentine's day. Um, 2010, two, no, 2008. So it was like a, a year and like a, like a year after we met and started dating. We really lived together, but we had like, like always like, like joked around and like looked on like Amazon and like overstock at like all the cute rings. Sure. And sure. so we had known like what each other, like we, I knew what he liked, he knew what I liked. So for Valentine's Day, I was like, oh, I'm going to get him like a ring and be like, this is like an engagement ring. I wasn't sure if I was going to propose. Like, I didn't know if that was what I wanted to do. Okay. And on Valentine's Day, he was like, I have a gift for you. I really need to give to you. And I was like, okay. And he was like, well, I want to give you my gift first. Because I was thinking, I was like, well, my gift's like, I got to give this to him first before he gives me whatever. And then I was like going to get it. And he had this, he had a ring box. And I was like, wait, is that? And then I like, showed him my ring box. Oh and then he, I was gosh, like, are we going to get, in, are we engaging? Are we going to be engaged in marriage? <laughs> oh my gosh. So you so, both had rings to give to each other. I know. You were both planning. You were both basically going to in- propose to the other. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. We're, we're that, ba- we're that basic. Exactly. You were that. Yeah. No, no. You were that connected. <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I love that story. I mean, that. Yeah, actually- it was. It was amazing. And like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Cause like, I'm always like, <clears throat> I see amazing like proposal videos and like, I'm at the Grand Canyon. And I just think about our little moment that we had just him and I in our little studio apartment. I think that moment Hollywood. is really perfect. I think mean, it's really, and it was just funny. <laughs> we laughed and then kissed and we were like, great. And then Let me see the ring. Let me see the well, ring. This is my wedding ring. My engagement okay. ring. Is Ooh, that's pretty. I know she's got diamonds all the way around. It does have um, diamonds, honey. We we saw this ring online and we kept it in like our Amazon cart for years. Like in your like wish list or something? Always in the wish list or always yeah. just like it wasn't even in the wish list, it was just in the cart and it was just safe. It was the, for sa- later. It was the save for later. Save for later. Because we had seen <laughs> the rings and I was like, we cannot forget about these rings. They're beautiful. I love them. And then we saved them for later. And then long enough, 
our wedding day of 12, 13, 14 rolled around. And oh, I like that. I know. <laughs> now we can never forget December 13th, 2014. I love it. I, yeah, no, I'm a really, I love that, that numerical value there, the 12, 13, 14. It's perfect. And that's like the last time that will ever happen in our entire life. So I was like this, yeah, that's the last time that we'll ever have consecutive years. So you guys are just a unique couple all the way around. Very unique and special. We try, I, we're performers. We go full out for everything. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> it the truth though, honey? <laughs> the truth. You're like, you're like, my story is going to be good enough to be a miniseries or a sitcom or (laughs) made for TV movie. It doesn't matter what the prophecy, at least with yours, I feel like yours is like a really like feel good, like, like a romance, romantic inspirational story. My life is more of like the drama that, that you watch like halfway, (laughs) halfway, halfway hiding your eyes because it's so, you just, you don't want to look like a train wreck where you're like, you can't, you shouldn't be looking, but you can't look away. Oh. I love it. Well, we all have a little bit of drama in our no, lives. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. That's what makes us. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so so now what happened then when you got you got the offer for the Carnival Cruise Line? Yes, and you thought you that you right back to were going to have to leave for eleven months and be away from your hubby. And now where are we at? So yes, got the offer. I was in the kitchen in that same apartment, and I remember like freaking out, like tears rolling down my face of excitement but then at the same time those same tears were like holy crap you're not gonna see him for a- yeah it was like a bittersweet kind of moment of accomplishment but then also like reality you know and i and i knew he was there like waiting because he, he knew it was a big call because like when i answered i was like oh my god it's carnival and i sprinted to the kitchen yeah so he was so excited for me over the moon like he was like this is everything you wanted i'm gonna support you like this is every this is perfect this is everything we want um and that was it. So two weeks roll by and we're laying in bed, like before we're getting ready for class and his phone rings and I'm like, babe, I swear that is the same number that called me. I was like, I recognize that number. That was the same number that called me. Stop and he was it. like, no, it's not. And I was like, I swear that Florida number is the same number that called me. So he, before he had a chance to answer it, because we were having that little mini moment of like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> It went to place, no. So wait, he um, he actually misses the phone call because you guys he misses are like, a, exactly, he misses the phone exactly. So he then calls back or he then checks his voicemail and it was I don't remember the lady's name. It was a British lady and she was like, "Hello, um, we would like um to discuss a contract with you about a possible carnival contract." And he was like flipping out. So he called yeah. them back and she said he asked her like, "What is this for?" And she was like, "Well, we have one ship out of Puerto Rico," and. It, and he knew I was on the ship out of Puerto Rico because that was like how I kept mentioning. I was like, oh, I'm out of ship out of Puerto Rico. The, right, the right, right, right. And they're like, yeah, we have one ship called the Carnival Victory out of Puerto Rico. And we had a guy break his leg and he just let us know, one of the dancers, and like, are you available to leave like in a week and get all these medical debt? And he was like, what is the name of the ship? And they're like, the Victory. And he like came around the corner and he was like, are you going on the Victory? I was like, yes. And he was like, me too. And then oh we were just God. like, we died. We did not go to class that day. We like went and had like, a, we like walked all around Hollywood telling oh the God, whole world it. our story. I was like, that is fate. <laughs> that is fate. And then even flash forward to the end of that contract when like all like the casting directors get on board to do like your final evaluations, which they did at that time. They were like, oh, it says here like, because on your ship request, they're like, it says here that you guys are engaged. Like, oh, you guys move fast. 
we were like, no, we were engaged. No, we knew each other. Yeah. Hired us. And they were like, what? They're like, that's incredible. They're like, that's insane. We had no idea. They're like, that is by fate. So it is just, it's, yeah, it's a good story. I love that story. I love telling that story. So thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I love it. No, it does. It just brings, it brings a huge smile to my face too. That's really, (laughs) it's inspired. It gives us single girls some hope. No. (laughs) Yes. Yes, single girl life. So what was, so, okay. So. What, if you don't mind my asking, what was the, your most recent uh, show that you were working on that was affected by the coronavirus pandemic? So uh, basically everything we had this year for the rest of the year is affected by this, but we were, uh, we are currently guest entertainers for Celebrity Cruise Lines um, with a management company called Tad Management. And mm-hmm. we do a show called December 63, which is like uh, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons tribute, modern. Nice. You know, just people love it. The clientele on cruise ships love that kind of material and it's and it does well. And we have fun doing it. I love singing that music. So we're in that group with two other guys. We were um just we had just finished one cruise. We flew at the end of February and we had just finished one cruise, uh, got on the ship and um we're heading out of Miami and we were about like two or three hours out of Miami. And we, there was already so much speculation happening about like cruise ships are getting canceled left and right. And like the guests were kind of speculating and we were speculating. And then like the cruise ship made a U-turn and they're like, everyone's got to get off. So they canceled wow. the rest of the cruises. We got, we got sent home and that was like, like March 8th, I believe. Sure. And then since then it's just been like, okay, like don't worry, like hold on to your contracts. Like uh, it was May. Remember when it was May? May was like May eighth. It was like the big day or whatever. Right. It was. Yeah, like, I remember when it was. Best. Yeah, we thought it was only going to be. It was like a lockdown for like a couple curtain, weeks, and we'd be good to go. Like the curtain was going to open, and COVID <laughs> was gone. May eighth is here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. No, like who thought that? Who put that into play? But Girl, no, and, I, and since then it's just been like endless. It's just every every contract we have is just like literally just being nope canceled, 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 and now it's sure. the whole year canceled. Oh, so I'm so sorry. Even aside from that, it's, it's, thank you. I appreciate your sympathy and it's, but it's not me. There's so many other people out there that are in the same shoes and even worse than I am. Like, I'm so grateful that I came into this business and I like, I, you know, really put my feet in the ground starting bad juju mask and at least giving us a little bit of financial stability through this time. Sure. Everybody <laughs> so all right so let's yeah so let we got all, there's a lot to unpack with the whole mask situation yes. here that i kind of actually really do want to get in get into some of it but um let's but do first, it. so bad juju obviously you decided to start it because of um the pandemic you had some yeah. time you're obviously creative you uh you know there i probably f- felt natural to do something like this you know and also generate income with the added bonus Absolutely. And it, the way this all happened was, <clears throat> I mean, I've, I've always wanted to start my own business. My brother has his own business in New York. He's a like, super successful headshot photographer. I admire him. He's my hero. So it's like, I've always just wanted to follow in his footsteps. Even he was a performer. I followed in his steps at, in his footsteps performing. Like he, he's a singer, does the same thing, but now a photographer and he had his own business and that was my goal. So sure. with this, I was like, I'm going to jump all in because the way it happened was just kind of fell into my lap in a situation that my husband and I travel a lot. We teach a lot internationally, especially in Asia, especially in China. Um, that's another job that was canceled. Our whole summer teaching yeah. in China has been canceled, oh, which is 
so that's the worst one. Like those kids give me life. Like that's a whole separate podcast. So we're not even going to go there. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so tell me a little bit more about the operation, though. Bad Juju Masks, obviously, it, you can you know see them anywhere online. Um, it's, the business is growing. Obviously, you're doing yeah. really great work and important and beneficial work anyway. But just tell me really quick, just the, the logistics. I mean, is it just you and your husband? Or, or, or like, or do you have other people helping you with the actual you know, manufacturing, distributing, mm-hmm. sewing, designing? Tell, give me, give me the, the rundown. Give me a little more deets. Okay, well... Back to like where it started, I because we travel to Asia so much, we know that people wearing face masks there is like a normal thing. Like you can go to 7-Eleven, they have cloth face masks there way before all this stuff happened because pollution sure, sure. is high there. Like sure. people wear it for pollution reasons, people wear it for different reasons. I buy a mask when I'm there because for a fashion statement. No. <laughs> because I look fierce. Because I, no, but... I look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and because um, I want to show off my smize. Yeah. <laughs> Tyra Banks would be so proud. Oh, Tyra. But I just know that that it's like, it's like a normal thing there. So the end of February before our last ship happened, COVID was, COVID was already a thing. We went to go buy some disposable face masks because we were about to get on a long flight and we were like, this is kind of getting weird. We should mm-hmm. get a face mask. Like it's the end of February now and things are getting a little bigger than they were. Um, so we went to like CVS, Walgreens, Walmart. None of them had them. Everywhere were sold out. So now I was like, okay, I have a sewing machine that my husband bought me like three Christmases ago that I've made pillows with. And like, I, I was dying for the sewing machine. I made yeah. pillows in a dog bed and then it went into storage. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's go get some cotton at Walmart. And like, I can make some cute face masks real quick before we travel. Easy. Sure. Like that. I went on YouTube. I found a tutorial. It was like, the tutorial was like all in Japanese. So I was just looking at the pictures and like stuff. <laughs> I love it. Because there was like no tutorials out of anybody speaking English making a cotton face mask yet sure. like for, for that kind of reason. So I made these cute little face masks. It's over, it's over here actually. I'm trying oh, to yeah, let me so see. I can show you the original Broadway cast. The ori- right here. <laughs> this is a, it started this, it all. It was like this little music. Oh, I love that with all the musical so notes. So simple nothing like this is such a simple thing but at the airport and when we got on the ship we loved wearing them because we were a staying protected because we were thinking like well this is going to help us because we smart like that sure (laughs) yeah oh yeah we'll get there don't worry we're going to talk about that in a minute (laughs) but we had so many people ask us where did you get those where did you buy those and i was like i made them people like oh you should sell them and then boom it clicked i was like oh we should start our own like little mask company and like start selling masks so we started when we got back from that last ship, we just like, I just went to the fabric store and buy as much fabric as I can afford. Yeah. And, um, and started making masks. But before I was even able to start selling them, the need of donations was even higher sure, because people sure. weren't really buying masks yet. Like it was still like, Oh, face mask. Blah, 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 blah. Like people, it was like, even the people who well, were, there masks, was a large shortage of PPE in general, just even for like medical professionals. So exactly. yes, there was a demand for donations. Exactly. So the donations were so much higher. So I ended up donating most of that, like the first bit of fabric I bought, Mm -hmm. I ended up donating like 80 to my sister-in-law's hospital in Michigan that we made and like, you know, like 50 to my mom in California, like just like, and she works at a a prison. She's a nurse in a prison system in California. So we've tried to do a lot of donating and stuff like that, but. And they're all cloth, correct? All hundred percent cotton. I try to follow 
all the CDC guidelines. And when I started making masks, like it was on the CDC website that people should not be like wearing cloth face masks. It didn't say people should not be wearing cloth face masks. It just said that like face masks that are not of a certain standard should not Mm -hmm. be worn. They were never recommending that people wear homemade face masks. And recently they had to change that on their website. They have. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Yeah. They have changed that. And then they set a guideline for like rules to follow when making a face mask, like how tight knit the cotton should be and how many layers the cotton should be and um, things like that. And like where it needs to lay and where it needs to cover. Sure. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So now, now I feel like, now I feel crazy because like my whole life was revolved around performing and singing, entertaining and music theater. And that's like all I knew. And now I'm like thinking you're this big entrepreneur now, honey. Elastics. I love it. It is stressful. (laughs) It is so stressful at times. Sometimes I feel like I'm taking on a bigger load than I can handle. But at the end of the day, like I feel so great to be working from home and like making a little bit of money and like, and like people and helping people out. That's like number one, helping people out, especially my friends and family. Like they want to wear masks and they want to look cute wearing them and have fun masks. Like I'm happy to make them. And it makes me feel so good that a, they give me a little bit of money and B that I'm, helping keeping them safe a little bit totally totally and is it just i mean so it, it, it forgive me so in your and you make all of them correct yourself i 90 like 90 percent of i make all of them i do get help from my husband he helps me iron and like get them ready i bought a sewing machine for him and uh-huh. he lives downstairs and we i just taught him he's like taking lessons i'm like teaching I him like, to teach him like because i kind of just created this Thing on my own like this pattern and stuff has just become my own pattern i'm not following any specific mask pattern this is like a bad juju mask as i call it so i like teaching him the exact way i make it and there's so many different styles of the mask i make so it's just like a little classroom down there with his little sewing machine and he's kicking ass he's doing so well and he's you guys are too cute i can't can't with you too (laughs) oh my gosh so why why the name bad juju Bad Juju. So growing up, even to this day, my nickname is Juju. Like everyone calls me Juju. My family. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, Julian. It's just like Julian Juju. And like that was like that's just always been my family name. And like really close people call me Juju. And one day, me, my bestie, and hubby were just chilling there, and we were like in the kitchen as I was like starting to make mask in the beginning. And we were talking about like branding and stuff, and we were just saying like, "There's no like." everything has a brand everything has a brand like shoes have a brand like spray in the air has a brand like everything has a brand and there's no mask brand there's no brand that is like this is a brand that only specifies in masks fashionable mask you know what i mean Sure. and especially because there was no need for it before so i was like why not jump on that train before anybody else does now lots and lots and lots of people have but I mean, I think you're definitely standing out though. So don't, you're doing good. You're doing good. Thank <laughs> That's when the name happened is after we kind of just came up with that idea that we had to have a brand. It just came to me. I was like, oh, bad juju's cute. And then created this little emoji on my phone. And then it was like it. a cute little brand. And, and I love it. The rest is herstory. It's herstory, girl. Herstory, <laughs> honey. Oh, yeah, I love it. So I want to ask you, okay. So now the challenges that we're facing, um, due to the coronavirus. Unfortunately, cases have reached in the U.S. up to 4 million, and we're at around 143,000 deaths. 
uh, the CDC guidelines and also I definitely recommend, as we mentioned before, that people, when you're in a situation that you can't socially distance at least six feet, you should be wearing protecting yourself with a mask. That is their recommendation. That is what all the doctors are saying. That's what the scientists are saying. But unfortunately, this issue of wearing a mask has become so politicized. And I'm really... <laughs> it's really a little baffling to me personally, but even the president himself um, was not uh, seen until very recently wearing a mask of his own. And now I think the messaging coming out from this administration has actually flipped in the last couple of days where I feel like I see, I've seen a tweet where he's, he's even started calling it patriotic now, which is a completely different message than what he was sending before. And I, of course, am in no way asking you to get in the president's head right now, but I'm actually really curious what your take on the politicization of this is and kind of like your reaction to why you think so many people are hesitant to wear the mask when when ultimately what I take from it is, is that it's it's what's first of all, it's what's recommended. And it's also going to potentially save a lot of lives. So why are people so hesitant? It. Like, I am so baffled by the way that people have politicized wearing masks. It is like so, I think it's so unnecessary. Wearing a mask is as simple as just covering your mouth when you are around people because there is an illness going around that is that is given by breathing near sure. people. Like, I mean, it, 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 it's such an easy concept to understand. I feel like these people who are politicizing it are the people who are they they are trying to make a statement by saying that they don't like being told what to do okay but they're doing it in in a wrong situation like this is like a, a thing that is helping save people's lives wearing a mask and they are choosing now to use this as making a statement sure and i think it's when like, other people's lives are at stake it's such a it's actually a really it's a really selfish position to take in my it opinion it's so selfish and that is what i think i think people who are not wearing masks I mean, okay, I understand that there are few medical conditions out there that that are that you should not be wearing a mask. But for those people who have those few medical conditions, may I recommend something like shipped to get your groceries delivered or postmates to get your food delivered? Or you can now go online and they will come to Walmart and put your groceries in your trunk. Like there are so many things to keep you from being around people now. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more. A lot a lot of businesses have adjusted. Um, yeah. to, to their their standard practices to accommodate these things, which mm-hmm. is you know which is great. I mean, and of course, I mean, listen, it, we're in a situation that none of us want to be in. But the problem is, at least you know, the, I mean, there's lots of problems. There's lots of problems. But if I can put one, <laughs> if I can put one statement on it, is that it almost feels like it's never going to improve, or we're never going to fully get out of the situation, or potentially never if more people don't get on board with the actual scientific facts and recommendations from doctors on how, what we can do to flatten the curve and also basically get rid of this virus while we're still working on a vaccine. Exactly. And it is literally as simple as if all of our population wore a mask, if we all wore a mask when we were out in public, it, it would, it, our, our, the, the numbers would drop drastically and they would, and it would, help us get on the right path like all sure. of the other countries have i think our biggest problem too is that that each state is selecting like different things like people from california are now coming over here because we still have bars open like it's not 
It's like spreading. It doesn't work halfway. We can't do halfway and expect to get a hundred. We can't do 50% of the work and expect to get a hundred percent result. Absolutely. And that's what's happening. And we're going to be in this endless cycle of like everybody getting COVID and it's going to keep going around and around until we, as a country, we get, we can unify. I mean, and I think some of the criticism has definitely gone to the federal government and this administration because they have not laid out a federal plan for this, which is basically ultimately, I think what we're both saying is that everybody, different states are on different pages. He is, he has pushed back um, the responsibility to the, to the governments at state, local and city levels. And they're just not uniform, you know? And I guess, you know, but again, that opens up a whole nother, you know, list of things and topics to discuss because I know it's very complex, but you know, their argument is that, oh, well, there's certain, certain demographics and certain geographical areas that maybe the virus isn't at, the case case count isn't as high. And so they feel like they don't have to have as many restrictions, which there is some validity to that argument. But again, I think we're at a point where you made a very good point where you talk about, you know, us being here in Las Vegas, which is extremely accessible to California. Yeah. People drive across the state line like nothing just to come to a like, bar. Nothing. Come on. Like the, everyone's coming over. Like it's like people will come over here because they want to party and right. they have that mindset. Right. And it's just like, it's crazy. As a country, we all need to get together. And Donald Trump could have done a better job by putting his foot down earlier in the game and saying like, hey, as a country, I'm requiring our country to wear masks in public for the next 30 days when in public areas and you cannot be six feet away from each other. If he would have said that in the beginning, I feel like it would have kind of saved a lot of lives. I agree. Because his crowd is like kind of the crowd that's more leaning towards the people who are not wearing masks because he chose not to wear a mask for a very long time, like you said. And just until recently, he has just come out. And honestly, I feel like he's only done that because his poll numbers be dropping because <laughs> he ain't have the votes. Uh-uh. Right. <laughs> you're never gonna have the votes. <laughs> oh my god, I love you. <laughs> I love you. No, you're you're very you're no. I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. Um, you know, I think, and I also, I personally, I'm trying not to get too much of my own opinions here, but but I must say, I personally also feel everything you said, but I also feel that he also added to the um, mixed messaging in the confusion of the severity of the virus, how it spread. Yep. Um, I think that there is now there's a certain amount of, I'll even call them conspiracy theorists who think that the virus is some version of a hoax and that, that it's not as serious as the, some news outlets are Insane. saying that it is, but it is the the numbers are the, the facts are there. <laughs> you know, the people, the mortality rate is high. The number of cases is high. We're at record. We're the largest powerful country in the world. And we have not yeah. been able to get this under control. The responsibility has to trickle down from the top. You know, there has to be some guidance and some leadership. And I don't feel like that has happened here. And you know, so like, this is so like random, but when I was just in last summer in China teaching, I had um, one of my assistant teachers with me, Rocky, and he is you know, he's Chinese, he lives in China. And this is when I was teaching up in Northern China. So things are a little bit different than like being in Shanghai, China. Okay. I was like near like the North Korean border kind of. Okay. Um, and I had, he had taken me to the train station to get back to the airport and stuff like that. And I was just, we were having a good conversation. I had asked him, I said like, what is it like living in a country like China? Like, you know, where you don't have the right to vote and stuff like that. And he said, I've never thought anything different. Like he says, like, I don't have a problem with it. He says, because when I look at countries like America and see the predicament that you guys are getting yourself in now with 
having a celebrity as a president instead of a leader as a president, he's like, that's like where your country's going to fail because that person doesn't know what they're doing. People are just voting for him because he's a popular person. And that's what scares me for things like Kanye West. I'm like, great. I'm like, yeah, he's an idiot and I would never vote for him. But for the one me that's not going to vote for him, there's probably five people out there that are like, I love Kanye West and I would do anything for him and vote for him. So it's just like another reminder that we got to vote. <laughs> that, 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 that took a little energy out of you i thought i saw that yeah. exhale at the end there no i listen i get it and you're not the only one who feels that way but you know that is also we could go on and on about that but um yeah but back to the masks uh you know i, I think it is worth mentioning that right now 47 out of the 50 states do have um, some, at least some mask guidelines in place. And then 21 of them have mandated mask wearing in public, which, okay, you know, again, like what we're saying, you know, I mean, it just seems like there's no uniform, united front. Yeah. And there needs, there, there needs to be, that is like, that's like the biggest thing. There needs to be a unity in like this. He needs to just as a leader step forward and, and say, everybody needs to wear a mask for the next 30 days in public as a nation because I feel like it's not going to get better until as a country with all these borders, people going between people going between state lines and stuff like that, not caring, it's just going to get worse and worse. Well, so yeah. So on that, on that, let me just read a couple statistics to like some, some numbers for you. Cause these are, these are the actual numbers, which is why I get, I get a little confused why people don't seem to want to take this as seriously um, as they, as I think they should. Um, as we know, the coronavirus does spread exponentially. Basically what that means is that a person who's infected could pass the virus to, uh, uh, to 1.03 people that they come in contact with, which basically means 100 people infected will infect, each one of them will infect 103 more people and so on yeah. and so on, which basically means, you know, at the end of, a, uh, at the end of seven five-day cycles, there could be a total of 889 people still continuing mm-hmm. to pass on the virus. So the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation did a meta-analysis on this, and they found that if 95% of people wore masks, it would reduce the transition rate by 30%, which I think is still pretty significant. So um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot where's of the hesitation here? <laughs> is, it, is it just that it's uncomfortable to wear a mask? What? <laughs> like, I just, I, it just, it baffles me. I have not thought twice. I mean, of course, because I sell them. That's cool. But <laughs> you're like, my position is to wear them because I sell them. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> but aside from the fact that I do sell them, like, I really don't see a problem in wearing it. And it, it, I think people are just going to completely, completely live their life and politicize them and not wear them or wear them. And it is going to be a drama no matter what. I feel like nobody's ever going to be on the same page. And I feel... Like it's just the normal that we're gonna have to get used to. I've like I've stopped and like I've wasted so much energy, like especially because I have like ads. I you know invest a little bit of money in putting some ads on Facebook and stuff like that. And the people that comment on the ads are crazy. They are so triggered by the sight of an ad of like selling fashionable masks. Sure, they comment the craziest stuff on there. They're like you're never going to get me to wear to cover my mouth. This isn't Islam. All these crazy comments. Oh, wow. On, yeah. on there. I delete them all. I'm like, bye, Felicia. Right. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. 
I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that the, I, I don't want to say this because I don't want to sound like I'm being negative, but sometimes it does, if I'm being honest, sometimes it does feel like we're fighting a losing battle on this one issue yeah. because it doesn't feel like there's going to be, you know, everyone on board at one point, when, which, which is disappointing because the actual purpose of it <laughs> and we own the benefit of it is only maximized if everyone's on board. Exactly. And it's like when I'm, but then the other option is to just ignore it, which we're not going to do either. So it's kind of like, you know, it's like, it's not like we're not going to wear a mask, even if we feel healthy, because we're being respectful to the other people around us when we go out, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And it's true. It's like when I still go to the grocery store, I still see like, you know, those two people without a mask. And I'm like, you're ruining it for everybody. <laughs> I was like, you two people are ruining the whole birthday party right now. So how does it feel? Like, you, <laughs> you imagine being like, actually confront them and say that. <laughs> I've like, I've like started carrying a couple like blank masks in my car because recently I went to, um, I wasn't the driver. It was my roommate, Becky. And she, we were at, um, what was the restaurant? Carl's Jr. drive through. Okay. And we went through and we went like to go get our food and like, nobody was wearing a mask in the whole rest, like in the thing, like none of the workers wearing a mask and they're all talking and putting their whole faces out of the car, talking into your window. She pulled up her car and she like looked and she told them, she's like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, you can charge me for my food, but I don't want it. And she's like, I feel uncomfortable that none of you guys have masks on. Yeah. I was like, yes, girl, you better. I was like, we'll go. I'll talk over. They have masks. <laughs> You're like, so on to the, on to the next drive through. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady was like all mad about it. Right. <laughs> so I'm Whatever. curious. Um, obviously the goal is to bring, uh, bring us to a place where we don't need to wear masks anymore unless yes. we may be making a fashion statement which is also exactly. amazing so my question for you is what are what is the do you have any long-term plans for the company or do you feel like you can somehow um organically evolve the company into something else once we do, once the Absolutely. need and demand for masks isn't as high yes i feel like the need and demand for masks will dwindle down you know as time passes i feel like by me fashionizing them and making them into, you know, statements, I feel like I'll still continue to be able to sell some. Um, But I'm also, you know, like I also found such a love for like creating my own cute t-shirts and stuff like that. As you can tell, as you can see a hair I'm wearing. Yes. I love that. Actually, I was going to comment on that. I really do love that t-shirt. Is that on the website? Can I buy that? Not yet, but you see you see, I see people it. like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I, don't know, I, w- I want to create a brand. I like my little brand I have, and I want to continue with this brand, whether sure. it's like making logos on shirts and stuff like that. Um, I'm still going to continue to make masks. I feel like that's always going to be my main market. And I love making them. Mine are just so different than anybody else's. And so then do you, obviously you do the majority of the designing, but what about your hubby? Yeah, I do all the design stuff like that. He is, he's like my worker boy. I'm like, he's my house boy. I'm like, can you iron this <laughs> for me? And can you fold this for me, babe, please? And can you put these elastics on for me? Oh my God. He's, <laughs> he's amazing. He is amazing. But speaking of designing, I have a little gift for you. You have a gift for me? Oh my gosh. Yeah, for you. I'll drop it in the mail tomorrow, but. You're so sweet. I Let me see. You this. <gasps> oh my gosh. I can't believe you did that. Oh my God. I can't. I wish we were on camera right now. This is so sweet. So this is a gorgeous um, black face mask with the Hey Girl hot pink sparkly logo on it. I am dying right now. That's so sweet. That is so so thoughtful. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me on your show. I can't wait to wear it. Oh my God. I can't wait. And you know what's so funny? You're going to love it. 
I'm gonna and well, and it's so funny. You beat me to the to the punch because right before you showed me that, I was actually gonna ask you to. I, I that's more brilliant than anything I would have thought of. I was just gonna ask you to like create something fun for me, and you beat me to it. I love it. Girl, you needed a hey girl mask. I, 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 <laughs> we I all just, need some hey girl mask. No. And the and you here's a here's a little breakdown about bad juju. I'll do my little sales pitch here. All of our masks are super comfortable, 100% cotton. We have a, like our elastic is all adjustable on the ears, so okay. it could fit any size face, like big face, small face. We got you. Um, we make all of our masks. <laughs> You're with, like big mouth, small mouth, whatever. You got, that, you got those. You got those teeth. You got those yeah. cheeks. You got that. It'll fit nose. any grill. No, <laughs> we got bad juice. Just got you covered, and um, <laughs> everything is like triple layered. It comes with it comes with a filter to put in um, the filter pocket in the back for you. Oh, wow. Okay. It's really good protection. And like this polypropylene filters are, this is the same thing that um, they make medical masks out of. So, and then that, how often would you recommend to change that filter? So the thing is like with the polypropylene, technically they're supposed to be disposable. Okay. And um, with the filter, you can just pop the polypropylene filter in here. The polypropylene filter is the same kind of fabric that that doctors wear that, that the medical masks are made out of. Okay. Um, so this filter just adds that little bit of more of a barrier to keep anything passing through the cotton. So my question, sorry, really quick. I, I maybe I'm. I just want to make sure I'm understanding it properly. Uh, I know you those are meant to be disposable, but so in this yes. case, you know, with the with the masks that you make, which are obviously built for comfort and style, which I love <laughs> and utility and, <laughs> and CDC. And C- Oh yeah. And they follow all the <laughs> CDC guidelines, yes. hunt tea. Exactly. Um, that's it. Do you still recommend, is that, that filter though, should that, should that still be, you know, kind of changed out every once in a while? It should absolutely. And you can wash it. Like, like a lot of people, when they get them, a lot of people honestly don't even wear the filters because they're like, I don't need a filter. I have three layers of cotton, which is fine. Like CDC guidelines is three layers of cotton. Okay, so this is just an filter, added safety. This is me being extra. This is me being the extra. Honey, I love being extra. What's one of my favorite? <laughs> and this is, I'm sure this is like, I'm sure at this point everybody's heard this joke, but I still love it when people, anytime anybody claims about anything being extra, I still love the responses. Like, I'd rather be extra than not enough. <laughs> exactly. True. So that's, that's, that's bad juju's motto. We're extra, never not enough. So, yeah. <laughs> Got that polypropylene. Keep that extra that polypropylene. I love that. That that sounds like that. Should, that would be like a really fun name for a drag queen. Polypropylene. That would, and then she would be like the mask wearing queen. Yeah. Oh my god, trademark RuPaul. Where are you at? Come she, over she'd here. She'd be like, yeah. She'd be. She'd be the one who finished her makeup faster than everyone else because all she had to do was put a damn mask. On. She all she had to do was her eye makeup. I know. <laughs> She's gonna be the what's it? Um, Quarantina. Quarantina, Quarantina. Who was the one? Uh, was it Valentina that didn't want to take off her mask during her lip sync challenge? You know, right now, I you know, right now, at home, secretly saying, "I was ahead of my time." No, <laughs> I'm way ahead of my time. Valentina. Okay, so wait. So recently, you were part of a very um, important uh, panel regarding the yes. regarding masks. So tell me about yes. that because I think this is actually really significant and impressive. So recently, I was invited to participate in a virtual summit all about uh making face masks and it was held by professors at tulane university in louisiana and um on the panel i was part of the artistic panel so i talked mostly about designing masks and my artistic point and like 
things like that. But watching the panel, which was incredibly informative for three days, it was two different days. Um, there was doctors and there was scientists and there was, you know, just everything, anybody that had anything to do with anything, making face masks, they had somebody on the panel and it was just so informative to be part of that and hear all these amazing, you know, stories about how people got started in mask or how fast that scientists started jumping up and like testing out all these different types of fabric to see what is the best barrier sure, sure. to keep out these small molecules and stuff like that. It was I so interesting that. to hear that firsthand from, from them. I love that. That's amazing. It was amazing. It was such a great experience. And also being part of that, um, it's been really cool because we got to, you know, digitally put some artifacts in for some, you know, museums in the future and stuff yes! like that. So hopefully in the future, when our grandkids are learning about this, I guess it would be like the second plague. Or how many plagues would this be now? Okay. Yeah, I guess that's all. We're learning about the Great Plague of 2020. 2020. Um, they'll they will be able to you know see stuff about Bad Juju Mask and how it got yeah. started and how you know we were some of the first people to start creating cloth face mask and help out in this time. I love it. That's really really impressive. You should be really proud. Thank you. I am proud. It's a really cool thing. It, it, no, it really is. So, okay, do you personally have a favorite mask that you've made? Ooh, like, what, like what, have, is, what does Juju wear when she goes out to be bad? No. <laughs> I have so many. I do. Okay, so recently, I don't have it up here, but I can show you a little bit. Um, recently, I got my own fabric printed. Yes. Of, uh, yards of my logo printed onto cotton fabric. And um, I was kind of like... I didn't know what I wanted to do with it first. I was like, my original idea was everybody has a logo on their mask and I don't like my logo to be invasive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't like seeing people with their face masks with like a big old like sticker or leather thing on the front that says the brand. What I like about my mask is that, that you can get them to look solid. You can get them to say whatever you want. I sure. don't want my bad juju logo to take away from that. So my original idea was to make that the inside of the pocket. Like my logo. Oh, sure, yeah. Like this would be the inside of the pocket. It looks like little polka dots, but it's just all my logo. So I did one of like that. And I was like, no, that's way too cute. I don't want to waste that just like by the polypropylene filter. It's going to be the only (laughs) bitch who sees that cute as material. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You know that, you know that bitch polypropylene, you know. I was like, you know that girl polypropylene? She's the only one who's seen that cute fabric. And that's Mm -hmm. not going to happen on my watch. She got an exclusive. So my favorite one. (laughs) <laughs> my favorite one to be wearing at this time is the one with my logo all over it. I wear it everywhere I go. I love it. When you should, you should. So do you, <laughs> so tell me, so when people go to the website, it, it is just, and I'm going to tag it in the episode anyway. Yes, so thank uh, you. Any, anybody can click on it, but it is just badjuju.com. Bad Juju Mask. Bad Singular Juju mask. mask. Okay. M-A-S-K, just one mask. Um, and then when and, people go, obviously, you know, they can go to the website and shop and see more about, find out any more additional information that we maybe hadn't covered. But do you do, t- tell me, what is the turnaround time? Like, let's say somebody wants to order something um, today. When do they potentially get it? I'm sure it just depends on the size of the order, but you also do bulk exactly. orders too, right? Yes, exactly. Like recently, most of my work has been bulk orders. I've been doing like a lot of real estate agents and stuff like that, especially here in Vegas. Um, you know, they all want to have their teams wearing matching masks when showing houses sure. and stuff like that, which has been really great. And also some small businesses here in Vegas. Uh, but I would say my turnaround time is about five to seven days. Um, 
I like to perfect it. I like to get it right. And I like to take my time doing it. I don't like to rush through these masks. I really spend about 45 minutes to an hour, like on each specific mask. So I there's only so many. I can there, there's so much in. love in them. <laughs> there is so much love in them. The, the most important me, ingredient. <laughs> more than love, there's a pile of reject mask over there that's even bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at it. That's why, that's the only reason I laugh so hard. I can see what it's like, oh, there. Oh, I thought you were talking about the cloth over there. Never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is all. Those are my pattern fabrics. Okay. Those are, I hang them up. I don't like to fold them. I like to hang them over the thing. That's just my style of doing it. I like to lay them all out and see every every yeah. pattern out. <laughs> yeah, it's your inspiration. It gets it gets your it gets exactly. the juju going. Exactly. It gets a good juju going. It gets a good juju going. Uh, and then people can obviously I'm sure they can order any template you already have, but you will also you could order one for them. Anything, anything you want. If you like have an idea, um, people are like, hey, here's a picture of my dog. Can you put my dog popping out of my mouth? Yes, send me your picture of your dog and I'll get that done. No big deal. <laughs> it. It's just it's just people gotta reach out to me. Um don't be afraid. And how to much reach does out. what like how much does a mask like a, a mask cost like that? Where like a custom design mask? Um, so the prices go anywhere from about $14 and they can go anywhere to about $30. $30 being the fully like sequined customized which is the one that i'm about to order from you when we get off the phone because i need i love i'm dying over the hagar one but you know i also need a couple so i need to get some rhinestones that's the hardest part of my day now is if i ever go somewhere like to go get chipotle or like go to the grocery store or something i'm like look at my wall of mat over here (laughs) i see them my selection these are just my favorites i still have hundreds of them let me i love it i love it i love it Like, what do I wear? Yep. I love it. That that sounds like a really f- affordable deal yeah, for what you're getting. Affordable. I mean, these, again, I'm sorry, guys. I, we're going to, obviously, you can go to the website and I'm going to post some pictures as well for anybody that isn't familiar with them. Like, these are really quality masks, honestly. Like, I'm not just saying it. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm, I'm really proud of them. Oh, you should be. You should be. So I, of course, um, used to be a Bevertainer at the Rio, and I am just recently learning that you were as well. So I gotta hear, I gotta yes. hear your Bevertainment story. <laughs> oh my gosh, being okay. First of all, is it not an episode of Hey Girl without a Bevertainment story? I don't. I think mean, so. <laughs> it does come up a lot. I, it really it does. does. It does. I feel like I feel like it's a job in Vegas. We've all kind of like walked our feet through at some point. It's a rite um, of passage at this point, and for Vegas performers. You know? But like your past, like your past guests have said, it is the best worst job in the world. It, and it really and that, is. It is. <laughs> and I will leave it at that. Like I will leave it at that. We don't need to go into detail. It is the best worst job. I met the best people, and I've had the worst. What nights. year did you? What year were you there? <laughs> <laughs> um, I worked there on and off since two thousand and thirteen. Two thousand thirteen, okay. I worked there on and off, and like literally, I was going to go back. I was going to go back just part-time because I had emailed the manager. I was like, hey, I'm doing guest entertaining. I'm back in town like every other week. Yeah. I could be on call just because I'm like, what else am I doing before all this mask stuff happened? But now I feel like they're going to close the Rio. Honestly. I, I you really know what? I gotta, I, this is going to sound awful and I might get in trouble for saying it. I didn't know it was still open. <laughs> I just have a feeling they're going to close it. Like I just I think don't see it opening back up. I think I really they might do. too, but you know, I also, it was, um, so you were there after me. I, I was there from like 2000, 
2008 to 2010-ish. Um, I was there. I was there. I would say like after the golden years, like I heard all the amazing stories of, <laughs> I think I got the tail years. end of the golden years. Like when I exactly. left the golden years were over. Sorry. No. <laughs> yeah. They're like, bye. He's gone. It's done. No, it I is. And so for people who don't know, I, again, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast, you are well-versed in what Bevertaining is, but just to let everyone else in on it, Bevertaining is, <laughs> I can't even say it without <laughs> <can't> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you, you describe what bevertaining is to okay. people bevertaining is um a person plays her thing i'm just kidding bevertaining <laughs> is a a program where we are cocktail servers and we work 24 hours we work through the middle of the night and we give a full-on performance once yep. an hour on a stage that is tinier than i can't even like it is so small we will give a full <laughs> it was we'll tinier full, than my first apartment in new york city <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so we are just serving cocktails for free and giving full performances for free. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a little bit of your soul away from you when you say it, doesn't it? When you're like, it does. It does. <laughs> but again, does. but again, we met some really great people working there. <laughs> the, I, I feel like I, the only reason I ever love the Rio so much is because the people, the friends I made. Yeah the fun laughs we had like it's just is we we are what get each other through that job sure no totally do they still wear let me ask you do the do they what costume costume uniform whatever you want to call it what are they wearing now oh costume oh we're in the purple now have you seen the purple purple? oh girl no i was in well i was there i was there when we were still wearing the original like gold kind of Copacabana one. Copacabana one. And then I was there during the transition into what we wore. We wore the the boy the girls black ended up wearing all black, and then the boys wore that weird blue. Yeah, turquoise. Oh god, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> so I started. I started in the black and turquoise days, and I retired okay. in the purple days. <laughs> purple <laughs> and red days. <laughs> <laughs> You're like my mood ring changed color while I was there. <laughs> exactly. The girls' costumes always look beautiful. The guys' shirts. They do. Yeah. They. Re- the girls really did look good, but the guys is just like, come on, man. <laughs> But I also always felt bad for the girls because I'm like, you guys are like in a G-string and it's like 3 a.m. right now and it's winter and it's 40 degrees outside and there's two people here and only one person is drinking a hot chocolate and they're not even tipping <laughs> and they're all the way in Keno and that bar is closed. So how, like, <laughs> you know, it just never ends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then if you were busy, you'd be like, God, I'm just so busy. I can't even keep, I'm like, why, what is this, this, this job? Oh. Crap. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and then you just like cash out at the end of the night. You're like, good, I'm gonna, I'm, I feel great. So great. Yeah, no, it was, it was a, it was a, it was, <laughs> it was an experience. That's for sure. But, you know, I do think, you know, we kind of talked about this briefly uh, before the interview. I do think that um, as not to toot our own horns, but I think as artists and especially performing artists, I think that we're all, and I don't know, maybe it has to do with because we're, we have overcome so much personal struggle in our lives because to, to be successful and make an income as a performing artist, you have to be very resilient and hardworking. But I do yep. think that we adapt well to ch- things like this and we find other outlets to be creative and we find other ways to monetize things because that's just what we've, that's, it's in our blood, so to speak. We've had to. And, I mean, don't you agree? Exactly. I, I agree a thousand percent. We are... As a performer, it's like a checklist. You have to be a survivor. That's like number totally. one thing, checklist. If you're a performer, you got to be a survivor. You got to make it work. Like you got to do those things. You have to, like, I am so glad that I live my life as a survivor. And I'm like, what's next? What is going to pay my bills next? Because this isn't going to last forever. And I'm always thinking about what's next. Sure. And 
I, I, I mentioned to you before the podcast, um, performers are amazing because we have to teach ourselves to do everything and we have to have our hands in everything. It's like, you want a vocal reel, you want a dance reel, great, you create it yourself. Totally. You want to record this, you want to create this. We have to do everything and then print our own headshots. Do I just, it, it, it's a never ending list of things that we have to do for ourselves to get ourselves a job. Sure. But we do it because we are survivors and we want this job hard enough. Totally. And it, well, it is. And it's like you as an individual, as a performer, you are, you are, you are a business. So you mm-hmm. are a one man operation or one woman operation of being your manager, your PR person, your marketing director, your producer, your director, your editor, your everything when you're creating everything. all of your promotional material to get you out there, you know? And then like, and like, I'm, I, I, I've been a professional in this industry now for a little over 10 years, but 10 years ago when I started doing that, it wasn't as bad. Like nowadays, like people who are graduating, not only do you have to be, have all that and like ready to go into this career, but it's like, you also have to have a social media following. You also have to have all these other new things that are added on, which in order for them to like, for a casting person to take you seriously, you know, exactly. It's insane. It's the art that we love, right? It's the art that we signed up for. It's the nature of the beast. I guess. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Well, Julian, listen, I've really enjoyed talking today. Thank you so much for taking the time. And I am dying over that mask you made me. I am so, so grateful. I can't wait to oh, wear it. I'm so glad you like it. Yes, I'm going to drop in the mail tomorrow for you. So please you're, DM me you're your so, address. So sweet. I love that. And I love that you live in Vegas. I, I, I'm I'm shocked that our per, our paths have not crossed um, sooner I than today. I know. So I know it's probably because we're my husband and I are like literally on cruise ships or traveling or touring or doing something. Yeah. Like this is the longest we have ever been in Vegas since living here. This is the longest we've ever been here. Yeah. No, that, and it may, it makes sense. So for sure. So um we'll definitely have to make an effort to get together uh and sometime for in person sure. when it's uh, when all this crap. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I well, I'm really, really grateful, and it has been such a pleasure, honestly. So, oh, thank you, of course. So, badjujumask.com, Julian McCleary, check him out. What are you again? I will tag all of his info um, in the episode. Yeah. You can follow him on Instagram, Facebook. Go to the yeah. website. Oh, I got a TikTok. I got the TikTok. You got a TikTok? Now. Oh, girl, I got to oh. check it out. That's another podcast. <laughs> That's too. a whole other podcast. <laughs> we're we're going to check out the TikTok as well. And, and um, uh, wear a mask. I don't know what else to say. I, I yeah, never wanted, I never wanted to make this podcast political, but this is important. So <laughs> let's, just, let's just keep this up at the end. Like, ladies and gentlemen, wear a mask, do the right thing, be a nice person, be kind, <laughs> and love you, mean it. <laughs> <laughs> and buy a mask for bad juju. <laughs> all right have a good weekend girls thanks for tuning in if you liked what you heard make sure you show us some love and hit that subscribe button uh also we have a new instagram page it is at heygirl.podcast and we're also on facebook at heygirlpodcast check us out have a good weekend thanks julian bye